Hi, I'm Tom Griffith, and welcome to the Greater Formation and Power podcast. Here we'll discuss topics and practices that will help you deepen your intimacy with God the Father, exercise your authority in Jesus the Son, and move in the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to walk in God's truth and intimacy and power. We need all three strands working together in our lives because we believe that nothing else will actually do. Welcome. I am really glad you're here. And today I'd like to direct our attention to a topic that I think is really powerful and one that I believe you will find to be very helpful. There's an expression back from the Puritan era that goes like this, action without reflection is meaningless action. Let me say it again. Action without reflection is meaningless action. Do you agree or disagree? Well, before we get into it very much, let's consider first what it might mean. It could be saying that the experience of life is not enough. The experience of life needs to be reflected upon in order to gain understanding or wisdom. Well, how well are you investing your energy into positive reflection? Sometimes we obsess on things, but that's not the kind of reflection that I mean. When we just keep thinking about it over and over again, and we're boring down, and it's getting negative and darker, that's not what I'm talking about. Nor am I talking about just driving some kind of memory into our system, like memorizing something. That's not what I'm talking about either. I'm talking about an open reflection that has a positive atmosphere so that we can gain wisdom, that we can grow. Well, let me share some thoughts first from Scripture. In Deuteronomy 37, verse I mean, 32 verse 7, it says, Remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father, and he will tell you. Your elders, and they will explain to you. You know, Scripture often is calling us to remember. And in this one, in this passage, it's saying to remember the days of old, the days that are way past. Consider the generations. So it's considering the kind of meta, the large historical purpose or value of things going through generations. Ask your father and he will tell you. Or ask your father, I would say, in heaven, and he will help to explain things to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ask your elders and they will explain it to you. See, that passage, again, Deuteronomy 32.7, is saying to remember, to remember the meta, big, historic, redemptive values or purposes of things. Reflect upon them. Consider them means to reflect. And in this passage, we see the value of community reflection with God. Why are we called to remember so much in Scripture? We're called to remember because we tend to forget. Remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father, and he'll tell you. Your elders, and they will explain to you. 
Psalm 4 says, Tremble and do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. This is the same passage that's quoted in uh, Ephesians 4 that says, In your anger do not sin. In the, the Hebrew version of Psalm 4 says, Tremble and do not sin. The Greek version or the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, uh, is saying, in your anger, don't sin. I'm sorry. And the Hebrew is saying, tremble, don't sin. The point is, be still at night and reflect over the meaning of what's going in the day. If there's anger in your heart, process it. If there's fear in your heart, process it. Tremble, but don't sin. When you are on your beds, search your heart and be silent. Reflect over the day. Puritans, or well, let me say not Puritans, um, even before that, those uh, who have been practicing spiritual formation and reflection through the generations or that stream of the church, some have had a practice that at the end of the day, you reflect over the day and you prepare yourself as if to die. You are going to entrust yourself to God as you enter into sleep. So then you are on your beds and you're searching your heart. You're processing what needs to be processed and you're being silent before God and being prepared to entrust yourself or your sleep to Him. I want to encourage you that reflection adds a depth to our lives that I'll tell you more about in a moment. I also want to turn to the passage of Psalm 77, verses 11 and 12. It says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. Again, we see, remember, I will remember. I don't want to forget. That's really important in our day. Consider, I will consider your works. I will reflect over them, the meaning of them, how they relate to today, how they apply to today. Let me ask you a question. Do you see many people taking time to positively reflect in their lives today? I often say that if you show up to a meeting on time, you're in the top 80%. It seems like, uh, I mean, in the top 20%, it seems that 80% of people are late. So if you show up on time, that's an honoring of the system and to the people who are holding the event or the meeting. If you show up prepared, now you're in the top 10% because just showing up is pretty powerful in our culture, our busy culture these days. If you show up prepared, now you're in the elite group. And if after a meeting you reflect on it, well, then you're in the, oh, actually, hardly anyone invests time into reflection. But I submit to you that reflection is powerful. Why does God want his people to remember and reflect? When we reflect, we start to build wisdom. Reflect is where we're discerning what things mean. When we learn to reflect with God, we are starting to understand things with the counsel of the Holy Spirit. So we're gaining wisdom. When we gain wisdom about things that have happened in the past, whether they're from long ago, the big meta uh, kind of reflection, 
or whether they are recent memories that we are reflecting upon with God, we gain wisdom that gives us the ability to actually discern things, to discern what might be happening now. Our discernment can be not only about the past, but we can now move into a place where we are able to discern the present. How would you define, then, Christian reflection? I'm digging into this topic because I think reflection is really important, but theologically sound reflection, reflection that includes the omnipotent, omniscient God, is incredibly powerful. Christian reflection, I think, starts with Emmanuel, God with us. It is reflection that is not isolated on our own. It is a reflection before or with God. It's a a reflection that carries with it a sense of God's conviction, yet also his hope. It receives God's correction and encouragement. It is a kind of uh, thinking through things positively and open-handedly with God in a way that not only encourages us, but also in a way that we are entrusting our lives to God. So that kind of reflection is powerful. One time I had this, I don't know if you'd call it a vision, but I'm going to call it a vision because I don't know what else to call it. I had this picture, but it was a a moving picture in my mind. I'm going to say a vision. And in this vision, I'm kind of walking into a cave. And in the cave, there are two large lampstands next to, well, actually, they're sitting upon a large uh, flat stone table. And there's a a stone, actually, chair on the other side of the table that's empty. And on top of the table was this large, uh, tattered, uh, worn scripture. Big, like a family Bible big, maybe even bigger than that. But it was worn like it was had this feeling of being hundreds of years old in this uh, candlelit cave. It was awesome. And as I walk up to it with the candles on both sides in this book, I'm just wanting to kind of peer into it. And as I sat, well, I'm standing actually, as I stand there on the other side of this stone table appears what in my vision is God. Now it is a God, it is, I don't, can't say as I see his face completely, but I see an older, wise God. And he's sitting there silently looking at me. I can't describe the awe in my spirit. As I'm looking at the word of God and the author of the word looking with me at the word. Not doing any reading, not doing anything, just standing in awe before God and his word. In this vision, God steps up, stands up, steps around the table and comes behind me and places his hand on my shoulder and starts to point things out to me in the Word of God. It is an experience that I remember. This was probably 20 years ago, maybe somewhere between 20 and 35 years ago. Um, 
I'll remember it till I die. A powerful encounter of really the idea of reflecting over God's word with him. But we don't just reflect over his word. We get to also reflect over our experiences and our life. I commend the process to you. Well, how do we work this kind of reflection into our lives? Let me give you some tips, some things that I have found to be helpful. First, and you'll see, hear me coming back to this at a number of junctures, first is the importance of a Sabbath rhythm so that, you know, we don't know, uh, I don't think is there's total agreement on what is meant in the seven-day creation, whether those are literal days or whether that's a poet, uh, poetic construction that that conveys meaning more than it does the chronology of creation. Whatever the case, one thing I can tell you is that the seventh day, that the Sabbath day is important. We see it as one of the Ten Commandments. We see Sabbath to be a gift from God for the purpose of people. Sabbath is important. I believe that all creation actually works in a Sabbath rhythm. But what do I mean by that? Sabbath has a few meanings or words. I like to pin some words to the idea of Sabbath that help me to construct my view of Sabbath and my exercise of Sabbath and my sense of purpose in Sabbath. Here's those words. First is the word Sabbath means stop. Stop. Let's practice a weekly stop. The word also connotes to rest, Sabbath rest. So on a weekly basis, I want to encourage you to build a time and ideally a 24-hour time where you are stopping your normal work. You're going to rest. Reflect. Reflect over what's happened in the past week. For me, I have to pull out my planner and look at what's gone on. I'm gonna I'll share more about that in a moment because but I forget. The good news is with my planner, I have record. So I can stop, rest, reflect. I also add a renewal, some practices of delight, because we're we're told in the Old Testament to delight in the Sabbath to renew ourselves, and that might mean to take a walk, or for some it might it might mean a jog, or it might mean to take photos, or to paint, or to do puzzles, or it might at times for me even be to play pickleball or something, something that is to delight, not to wear myself out, but to bring renewal to my body, mind, soul, or spirit. So we stop, rest, reflect, renew, and delight. At that point, things can shift now we're re-envisioning ourselves based upon our sense of purpose and vision and design. If you know me, I have a whole course about that process so that once we learn to discover our design and recognize our placement and surface our purpose, now when we come into a Sabbath rest, that re-envisioning is renewing that almost on a weekly basis with a sense of job description, a a. A, a purpose description from God. So we're re-envisioning ourselves based on the reflection of 
what we've gained or where we've made mistakes, what kind of correction we need to make in the vision towards the future. So we're re-envisioning the future. And out of that, we plan and we act into the next week. And then the next Sabbath, we stop, rest, reflect, renew, re-envision and plan. Can you see that with that kind of a Sabbath rhythm, how healthy it could be? Our lives are continually growing. Actually, it tramples out often the progression of sin in our lives because most sin doesn't just jump on you. It comes in slowly. Most marriages don't fall apart in a week. They fall apart over time and not addressing what they could be addressing each week through the process of meaningful reflection. So that process really of reflection is critical to the process to the practice of Sabbath rest. Now beyond the Sabbath rest, which I think is the best way to build reflection into your life, uh, beyond that, I want to encourage you to a simple daily reflection practice. And this has been the most transformational spiritual habit in my life. It has been, uh, I generally read scripture just about every day. I pray throughout, you know, in and out of all through the day, but I give a time of prayer every day. But I also practice this reflection and I tie it to three posts, three words, and it's simple. I make it simple and I try not to make it too long because I want to continue to be consistent in my practice of reflection. And those three words are yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Here's what I do. I uh I pull out my planner. You know, I don't I'm not able to often do this every day. Yet when I miss a few days, a day or two or three, um I go back and reflect over those days. I will be honest with you. I believe that I have reflected over every day of my life to my knowledge for the last 30 years. And I've gained more wisdom, more sense of identity more insight from God through this reflection process with God than any spiritual practice I've had. This, These three words were shared to me uh, by a man named Richard Bush. He died last fall, and, uh, and, he, and when he encouraged me, he said, use these three words yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Put them on, don't write longer than one page. So when you're journaling, don't write longer than one page so that you can become consistent. I actually use an app. I use an app uh, that's called Day One. And so with my Day One, I record what scripture I'm reading, a little bit of my insights into that scripture. And then I also move into yesterday, today, and tomorrow as part of my prayer life. Yesterday, I pull out my planner and look over those uh, people I met with and things that I did. I don't spend a lot of time, but I reflect with God. Did I miss anything? Is there anything, Father, you want to highlight to me? Is there understanding I need to gain? Is there follow-up that you would like me to uh, to follow through with, whether that is to contact a person or apologize or encourage or or to give or to serve in a particular way? So I reflect over those things yesterday. It's amazing without my little planner 
You know, on mine, it's my phone. I use a Google Calendar. If Without my planner, it is amazing how much I forget even about yesterday. But so I look, who did I meet with? What did I do? What insights do you have for me, Lord? Then I move into today, and I write that down. And, and again, in my day one, or you could do it on a in a journal. Look at today. I lay before God my plans for the day. Who am I going to meet with? Again, not a whole lot of like warring intercession. You can do that. But in this practice, it's looking at those things, any insight, any preparation God would have for me to do. It's kind of open and airy. And in that atmosphere, I often get words from the Lord. I get insights. But I'm not white knuckling. I'm not trying to be really intense. I reflected over yesterday and now I'm bringing today before him. And then I think about the third word, tomorrow. Tomorrow could mean literally tomorrow, or it might be, mean the next season. Sometimes it's about just the plans on my calendar for tomorrow, or for the next few days, or it's the big season that I'm in. At this time of year in the fall, you know, that has some of that, okay, tomorrow has to do with what I'm going to be doing with seminary students that I walk with for spiritual formation. What am I going to be doing in this uh, healing course that I'm about to release that I'll mention at the end? Or what am I going to be doing in the building of my business or in connecting to my region, my uh, Richmond, Virginia at large, as we're trying to learn how to connect to people. So I consider those things. Lord, is there anything you want to speak to me about tomorrow? See, the interesting thing is that tomorrow becomes today and it becomes yesterday. So with this simple reflective practice of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, I find that I am praying three times. I am praying about things three times when they are in the future and when they are in the present, and when they are in the past. Out of that, I am gaining a heart, a, a heart of wisdom with God. So I want to encourage you with the practice of reflection, both on a, in a Sabbath rhythm, weekly, giving yourself to it on a pretty significant level, and with a daily practice of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Think about how it may relate to your identity as you reflect with God. How it might help you to discern and to walk better in your roles and your relationships. As you reflect with God, it helps you to kind of align your life with your sense of purpose before God. You're receiving wisdom, insight, counsel for strategic planning into the future, taking that time to stop, rest, and reflect does a whole lot. Well, let me land the plane here with a couple things. One is, what's your plan for reflection? If you don't have one, let me give you a simple one. It's around three words, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You can start to practice it every day. You can at least begin to practice it in a Sabbath rhythm. I hope that you find that helpful. It's one of the best things I have to give. And as you know, in this podcast, I want to emphasize the power of God, the, and I want to emphasize the truth of God, and we want to emphasize the intimacy of God. 
This is about the intimacy of God in that reflective process. I also want to mention that if you're listening to this uh, podcast before September 13th, uh, 2021, you may want to uh, look into a training course that I do that's going to be 90 days long. I've been doing it for over 25 years. I did it in Boston for a number of years. And last year I can I consolidated it and built it into an online course that I do that has weekly uh, group coaching and has a monthly one-on-one coaching for three months. And it's around the topic of releasing the resources of heaven. You can release the resources of heaven right where you are. Reflection and that stillness helps you to do it, but this course is on how to release the resources of heaven in terms of what's the gospel, what's the good news look like, how do we communicate it in this generation, how do we bless people in prayer, again, coming out of a place of stillness, of revelation, but blessing good news for people. How do we pray prophetic prayers to hit the mark and to open hearts up, and how do we pray for healing? How do we pray for healing of the body? healing of the whole soul, and healing of the spirit. My vision in life is to help people get clear with their life, to take bold steps into their future, to lay a foundation for that, develop a strategic plan, and learn how to release the resources of heaven wherever they go for the rest of their lives. This 90-day course is about that third piece, being fruitful releasing the resource of heaven. So again, if that's something that you're interested in finding out more about, go to release the resources of heaven.info. Not difficult. Go to release the resources of heaven.info and it'll be it'll give you the next step to consider that course. Whatever the case, whether that's valuable or not, today what I want to mention is particularly reflection. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day. I look forward to talking to you again soon.